0: Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, We're your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, we explore a different perspective on or experience of depression because it varies in form and severity affecting us differently. Our guests share intimate details of their struggles, coping strategies, and recovery. We keep it real because the struggle is real. We keep it hopeful because there is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We're not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and know that talking about the illness reduces stigma and humanizes the experience, making it safer and easier to ask for needed support. You are far from alone. Today's podcast is sponsored with a Garrett Kelly Memorial Grant from the Charles E. Kubley Foundation. In loving memory of Garrett and others who've struggled with depression, we are solely responsible for podcast content. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. In a past episode, we talked about the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the 1-800 number in the United States that you can call any time that you need to. And that number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Today's focus is on another valuable or maybe we should say invaluable resource, the crisis text line for those who prefer to text rather than call. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on that first word for a minute, Bridget, crisis. Hmm. What does that mean for you? What, what would have to be going on in your life that you would think it warranted texting? Wow. Um, that's an interesting question. It's more of a feeling. I guess Mm -hmm. I just would feel that my kind of ability to take care of myself was at its end. You know, I needed Mm -hmm. to reach out and I guess in that humble moment, realize I can't do this, whatever that is, by myself. Mm -hmm. You're lacking the resources to deal with whatever it is, a job loss, a divorce, whatever is causing you stress. I like that humble moment. That's interesting. Well, and it could be all those things that you listed, Terry, because sometimes things really pile up at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, you you know, everybody's definition of crisis is different. You know, what's a crisis to you might not be to me. And it depends on lots of variables, how resilient Mm -hmm. you are at the moment, what kinds of support you have available, like at that moment. Mm -hmm. And it'll change with time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And basically it's a crisis to you then, you know, if you're feeling like you need or want to connect with somebody, if you want to talk and be heard, maybe get some referrals, then Absolutely. Go ahead and reach out. You do not have to be suicidal to use these crisis lines. And to be honest, that's something that I kind of thought was true, but it is not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, frankly, the whole point of the resource is to keep you from getting to that point. Although, you know, if you are there, they're also available for you. Mm -hmm. And the Crisis Text Line has exchanged more than 100 million messages since it started in August of 2013. And that was just the number when we checked this morning. Who knows how high it's going to be because it's constantly going up. Today's guest is Ashley Womble, head of communication at the Crisis Text Line. She's going to tell us how the service works, what you can expect if you use it, and how it can help. So tell me who uses the text line.
1: Well, um, crisis text line is really for anyone. If you're in crisis, we want to hear from you. You know, people do think about us as as something for as a resource for people who are who are thinking who are suicidal or, you know, depressed. And we do see a lot of conversations about that. But we really are here for, you know, for anyone, no matter what the situation
0: Let's talk about that. What crisis versus suicidal?
1: Not everyone knows exactly what their mental health is at the moment, you know? And so one thing that we've found useful is always asking. Um, It's it's actually our, our internal policy is called always ask. And we... That really just means that we risk assess every conversation for suicide. So you may be coming to texting us because you are having a lot of anxiety about your algebra test that's that's coming up. And and I'm mentioning that because we do see an increase in um, in a lot of, of volume about that in during midterms and finals. Um, so mm-hmm. twice. So twice, four times a year, we see little peaks um, and conversations about that. But we have learned that there could be something deeper going on through always asking. And you're more likely to be able to help them because they'll share things that they
0: may not have been otherwise comfortable in sharing. Demographic wise, I'm wondering, is it mostly younger people versus the phone lines?
1: Yeah, um, 75% of our texters are actually under the age of 25, and 90% are under the age of 35. So our population of texters does skew young.
0: And what are the reasons someone, particularly someone young, would prefer texting to calling?
1: We we know that a lot of people who text us communicate with everyone in our life that way. And so for them, it makes sense to text whenever they're, whenever they need some support or even um, very serious help.
0: Is there a privacy issue that you've identified that someone can quietly text as opposed to be overheard calling?
1: Well, certainly anecdotally, we know that that is true. So, um, It is texting is silent and so you can do it any from anywhere, right? So you can do it in the bathroom of your, you know, middle school or the boardroom. If you are in a meeting and you um, are having, you know, a panic attack, you can, you could reach out then and no one would know um, that you're texting crisis text line. They would just think that you're texting, there's no app or anything like that. It, It truly does look like you're texting anyone, anyone else.
0: That the crisis text line recently broke the 100 million mark for text exchanges, Ashley says. While that took about five years to accomplish, they expect to hit 200 million by spring of next year. And is that because the word's getting out or the need is greater? What explains that acceleration? Sure.
1: So I think it's um, I think it's both, and also we're expanding internationally.
0: The international expansion means that in addition to the crisis text line seven four one seven four one in the U.S., there's now also one in the U.K. That number is 85258. And in Canada, 686868. And there are more crisis text lines in the planning stages. By
1: the end of 2019, we expect to be in Ireland and in Australia.
0: Wow. And in, in
1: 2020, we expect to be in Latin America and South Africa.
0: That is fantastic. I love to know that there's uh, help and support and healing so, so easily accessible to so many.
1: Right, yeah, that's our, that's our goal.
0: So for those people who find it hard to imagine that through texting and the fact that you're texting to a stranger, you can have an actual intimate connection that would in fact be helpful. Can you address that? Yeah. Um, you're asking them really great questions. Thank you.
1: Um, we do a really unique service of crisis counseling and crisis counseling is very different than talking to a therapist or talking to a friend. Um, whenever someone comes to us and texts us, we want to kind of immediately try to figure out what's going on. Um, and texting is a medium that really allows for that. And whenever someone... Um, Begin the conversation. We really get right to the point. We risk assess, and then we help them through active listening and collaborative problem solving.
0: Walk me through exactly what somebody can expect. So, if there are delays, if there are transfers, any of those things, so that when they experience this, they're not thinking they've been cut off. They're not being taken seriously. Any of those things, just so sure. someone knows exactly what to expect.
1: Okay, great. Um, when someone texts, they're going to get a message um, on their phone that says,
0: you've reached crisis text line,
1: what, um, how, how can we help you? Um, and that is an automated message. But then the next message that they get is a crisis counselor. Um, sometimes we do try to respond to everyone in under five minutes.
0: A unique and potentially life-saving feature of the crisis text line is that just like in a hospital emergency room, Texters are triaged. Based on the words used in texts, more urgent cases are moved to the front of the line, just like someone with a serious injury being seen before someone with a sprained ankle in a hospital.
1: So that if someone comes to us and they're suicidal, we can tell on their first message. Well, we can't always tell if they're suicidal based on that first message, but based on the language that they're using, like I have a lot of, I have a I have a bottle of pills or I am just gotten out of the the military based on our previous conversations we can um, can predict the severity of that conversation, and if someone is more an intimate, um, is higher risk for needing um, an active rescue. We're able to
0: code them as code orange, so that we can reach them first. Ashley says, in those situations, response times are well under a minute. So back to what to expect. After the auto reply to start, you'll connect with a well-trained, non-judgmental, caring. Human being.
1: I am actually also a crisis counselor, and so I always begin by sharing my name because I do want people to know that this is a real person and who who they're who they're texting with. And then we we um, really explore what their reasons are for texting in that at that moment. And my jo- job, all of our jobs as a crisis counselor, is to move that texture from a hot moment to a cool moment. So we're not going to be able to engage and like, tell me everything about, you know, your, um, your childhood, that's probably not relevant in that moment. Um, But we can get you into that calmer place.
0: Thank you for what you do. So so by the end of the call, you say they'll be in a cool place, it just means they, which doesn't just mean anything, it significantly means they can carry on with their day and that they have felt heard, whatever they were feeling was validated. And they got that ever important connection with another human being.
1: Yeah, that's right, Terry. And also, we do provide referrals for people. Um, so they're all free referrals, in fact, so that they can go to a, a website, maybe, or learn about an organization that could potentially help them further. And 1% of the time, we do end up um, using um, calling them for Emerge- emergency services for an act rescue. And that's if the person who's texting is truly um, not able to, k- to stay safe on
0: their own. It's important to say 1%, because I know there are people who think if I text, if I call, in your case, specifically text, that you're going to call the police.
1: That's right. 99% of the time, we do not do that. It's only 1% of the time. And that's when the texter um, you know, cannot agree to a safety to stay safe in that moment.
0: Do you recommend somebody doing a test run if if someone knows that they struggle with, I'm going to say depression because that's our focus, that they text once and just say, I'm testing this?
1: Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. And we do get um, people testing our service every day. And um, we welcome that because we want people to be able to turn to us whenever they're in crisis.
0: I'm the type of person who probably would want to, but I'd feel very reluctant to do so because I wouldn't want to you know, be wasting someone's time when someone else might need them more.
1: We wouldn't feel that that would be a drain on our resources at all. Um, We have the capacity to handle more volume than we have, so we would really welcome that.
0: In addition to texting services, Crisis Text Line also offers training to people who'd like to join the team of crisis counselors. Bridget and I can attest to the fact that being of service helping others, and the opportunity to use our lived experience as something of value versus seeing it just as a flaw can be part of one's own recovery and healing. You'll also learn just a ton of communication skills that will help in your day-to-day life.
1: So if, any, if someone has a willingness to help others and you've got four hours a week to spare, we can train you um, so that you can become a crisis counselor. We've trained 22,000 crisis counselors. It's a pretty intense training. It is 35 hours, it is all online. And you, when you sign up to be a volunteer, you'll go through a background check. You do have to be over the age 18 and then you'll be um, assigned a coach who will help you not only through your, your um, time in training, but the entire time you're a crisis counselor.
0: Wow, what a powerful resource. Isn't it amazing? I'm so glad it's there for whoever needs it whenever they need it, 24-7, and it's free. Free? Assisting somebody switching from a hot moment to a cool, calm moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, jeez, that's... Mm-hmm. Kind of magic skills. I'd love to do another episode on, you know, just a few of the crisis counselor training skills. Let's do that. I'd love that. And the Crisis Text Lines network of distributed volunteers is the second biggest in the world. It's behind only Wikipedia in size. Wow. And we'll link to the Crisis Text. Line website for information on numbers and volunteer opportunities, as well as the previous episode on the lifeline for those who prefer to use a phone call instead of a text. Absolutely. And remember, again, there is no shame in reaching out for whatever help you need. If you don't have a support network or for whatever reason you don't want to or can't access it, again, these services are free 24-7 and they're available. Mm Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week with our next episode, which will be our season in review. So thank you to Ashley and to all Text Line volunteers yeah. around the world. It is nice to know you're there. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.